Hey friends, I thought I would record a podcast about marathon training because it is very appropriate. First of all, congratulations on signing up to your first marathon. It's going to be an amazing process and I am so incredibly honored to be there to support you. Let's talk about this training plan that you just received. So we have um, 18 weeks of training and this is assuming that you are ready to go, that you have built your base, which I know all of you have. So the base mileage there is eight miles on a Saturday, which means this is where you start. You're going to climb up to 21 miles. We're going to taper, which is which means we want to cut back, rest, and then we're going to run 26.2 miles. So let's talk about your base mileage. Um, it is recommended that you have at least eight miles on your own Saturday. Again, you're doing that. Congratulations. Here's another way to think about it. Sleep in on a Saturday right now, because when marathon season starts and we are like in October, November, um, pumping out 17, 18 miles, we're going to start early. Um, one thing to remember is that life is not going to stop because we're training for a marathon. So if you want to sleep in on a Saturday, right now is the time to do it. And I know that we have that fear of missing out, but just remember that you're going to have to wake up early on a lot of Saturdays because you decided to sign up for this marathon. So while we are in quote unquote off season, you can sleep in, you can take it easy, but also be mindful to uh, keep that eight mile base because you don't want to like just quit and then have to start from zero and then somehow climb to eight, which is a lot. But just be mindful of taking it easy on Saturdays because it's going to become a necessity that you show up, that you show up early to get those miles in. So let's talk about um, how you're going to marry this schedule. So the number one step is for you to actually add this schedule to your personal schedule. So that helps you in two ways. Number one, you can look at every Saturday between August and December 13th, and you know what kind of mileage you're working with. Number two, if you have family get togethers, if you're out of town, you can plan around those dates. For example, we will be training in the weekend of Thanksgiving. I do not remember when the weekend of Thanksgiving is. I guess it's the 23rd. Um, so we will have done 21 miles before. So you see what I mean? So sometimes depending on when your marathon is, you might want to just look at holidays, family get together so you can plan your training around those. Um, I have been in town for most of my training and I've also been out of town. So, you know, I've trained out of town, I've trained in town. Um, the key is just to remember you have a go and you just have to kind of work your way around whatever limitations you have in order to accomplish it. So let's be super practical. So what I do is I add my Saturday mileage to my Google calendar. So every Saturday, not only I know how many miles I am running, but I also know what time I'm starting. So we're going to talk about that um, in a later date as far as the start time and the route that we're going to follow. 
but at least have the mileage there. And then when you know the time, you know, for example, when we do the 21 miler, I have started as early as 4.30 a.m. because I want it to be done at a decent time. So, but go ahead and put those miles in there. I never really put the weekday mileage in there. I would look at my calendar for that, but that's something you can do as well. Um, it is also a nice mental reminder that you are in training Monday through Sunday, like you just don't take um, some time off. Um, let's talk about the rest days. Rest is really important. If you do a little bit of research, you know that different people um, require different amounts of rest. I believe in um, running three, no more than four times a week, and then resting twice a week for sure. Rest is really important because your body has to reset. Your muscles have to um, just basically recreate themselves <laughs> stronger so that you can keep building the mileage. So respect your rest days. Um, when we get closer to running the 21 mile run, we like to remind runners like the weekend, um, even the weekend before the marathon, like don't try to go clean your garage. Like you need to rest, you know, for those uh, key runs. So just respect your rest and enjoy your rest days. Um, as you know, we're going to be out there Tuesday, Thursday, uh, running at 5 a.m. So those runs are Tuesday is pretty is easy run day. So you have three mile runs, four mile runs, five mile runs. I don't recommend you doing more than that just because I don't see the necessity of you going crazy on a Tuesday and then come Saturday, you have to run 17. So just take it easy on a Tuesday. Also remember that every run is supposed to be different. So if it's an easy run, you have to take it easy. The competition comes December 13th. Tuesday is just like, it's just a training day. So just mentally make yourself slow down and physically as well. Thursday, we have a couple of pace runs, which is your marathon pace. And then we have some that are just like, just run four miles on pace or just like a five mile run, um, easy as well. Cross training can be basically anything you want to be. I've cross trained by walking before, but I'll be honest and tell you that strength training helped me tremendously not to get injured and to actually feel strong in order to cover all the mileage. The type of uh, strength training I do is lunges, squats, and then I strengthen all the muscles in my leg at the Institute. So it's just very easy. Um, but whatever you do, don't just run. Like you have to make sure that your core is strong so that you can cover the mileage well. Let's cover some quick topics before we wrap this up. Shoes, remember to find shoes that work for you. Also remember to keep up with the mileage on your shoes. Each training section, session or period, I go through at least two pairs of shoes. The recommendation is for you to swap them between 300 and 500 miles. I usually start feeling my knees when my shoes need to be swapped. And I'm telling you, like I keep forgetting every time to write down the day that I got the shoes so I can calculate the mileage. You can do that on an app. Some people actually write with a permanent marker on their shoes, like just so they don't forget it. But having the right type of shoes and making sure that they are good to go is very important. 
Shoes are like tires and you know, when tires are old, you kind of run into danger. And the same thing happens to your body when your shoes are old. So just remember that. Um, when it comes to food, it is very important to eat well. I think that a few of you are reading or have read a book on nutrition and running. Um, nutrition does play a big role in marathon training. And then I have to say, which I know is true, different people um, are going to react differently to marathon training. Some people lose weight. Some people maintain weight. Some people like me gain weight. And I'm telling you, like I've gained weight for many seasons until last season I actually lost. So um, learn from me. You cannot um, overeat the amount of mileage that you're going to put in. You're going to be really tired too. So sometimes you're tired and you think like, oh, I, I can eat whatever because I just ran 18 miles. So that stuff backfires. So just be mindful of that. Um, it doesn't have to be difficult. You just have to be sensitive in your food choices and your food will fuel your runs. Um, whatever you eat on Friday, <laughs> you will feel on Saturday. Some runners have like that iron stomach they can eat anything and it doesn't bother them. I'm not like that. For example, last season when I was training every Friday night, I found out that I was going to be out of town because I was living here in East Texas and I was running in Houston. So I thought, what kind of food can I get anywhere that would not hurt, you know, this race that I've been training for, for the past 18 weeks plus, and it was spaghetti, you know? So every Friday I ate spaghetti and my training runs in my marathon uh, went pretty well. Again, I have friends who have enchiladas. It doesn't bother them. But find out what works for you and then uh, feel the difference on a Saturday and stick with what works for you when it comes to food. Um, right now is also a good time to do that, to experiment um, on what you eat on Friday night. Whatever you do, don't fast. You need that fuel in your body in order to burn um, those calories and to actually feel good before, during, and after your run. Um, right now is also the time to experiment with on the run nutrition, which is goo, which is gel, which is the honey stinger stuff, and also your Gatorade, your salt tablets. Like right now is the time to experiment with all of that. Um, I'm going to tell you this right now. You cannot successfully run a marathon without drinking, without refueling with your food and without putting back some electrolytes in your body. So if you don't like Gatorade, there are alternatives out there. If you don't like uh, the salt pill, there are alternatives out there. There's even like pickle juice, which I was a, belie a believer and it saved my whole marathon in January. So now I'm totally a believer. So right now is the time to experiment with all of that. Um, all of that stuff will make you feel better during the run. And one thing that, um, I don't know if you, maybe you'll believe me if I tell you this, you're not supposed to feel awful all the time. Sometimes we feel bad because we are not drinking enough water or replacing electrolytes. Sometimes you're tired and I understand that, but your Gatorade, your goo, your pickle juice will help you, uh, just replenish the carbs that are really low in your body and the electrolytes and keep giving you energy, which you need in order to complete 26.2 miles. So uh, experiment with food, find out what works, ask a lot of questions. I always find entertaining um, what works for other runners. Uh, for example, I have friends who 
are uh, diabetics and they found products that work for them. I have friends who are completely natural as in they don't buy goo or Gatorade. I think they drink Gatorade, but like they will eat dates during the run and it works for them. It doesn't work for you, but it works for them. So just ask questions, but whatever you do, don't wait until November to find something that works for you right now on a Saturday when the stakes are really low, cause it's just eight miles and we're going to the house, find out what works for you. Okay. Um, you're supposed to have a gel every 45 minutes. Um, sometimes I go every four miles, but I think the safe number there is every 45 minutes. Okay. So that's food, nutrition. When it comes to water, it's very important to drink um, water before, during, and after your run. It is really hot in East Texas and it's going to get hotter. So do not run without water. Find a hydration system that works for you. Either a handheld that you get from the running store, Amazon, or uh, one of the backpacks, okay? Just find something that works for you and run with it. Also, the day before you run and the day that you run, it's very important to drink water so that you don't show up dehydrated, okay? So remember to drink water at work. I have, you know, just challenged myself to have a lot of water at work. And I also put electrolytes in my water so that I just don't lose, you know, salt like crazy. Like I replace the stuff that I lose. So it's very important to, to do that. This is very, um, this is a very minimal kind of advice until you actually need, but also take care of your body on purpose. What do I mean? Some of you guys probably heard about my story of not only losing a toenail, but like my, my laptop falling on my big toe and how awful it was. So just be care like, take care of your feet cause you're going to need it a lot. So, um, just be mindful of what kind of shoes you wear. Um, for example, if you wear, I love high heels, but once I became a serious distance runner, I try to stay away from it because it just makes my feet hurt so much and I need my feet to run effectively throughout the week. So little stuff like that is important. I have friends who changed their flip-flops because of the way their toes um, kind of tense up. So it's just like, take care of your body. Like just be very careful of what you do. Um, I've been known to wear um, tennis shoes to church weeks before the marathon, just because I'm just like, oh, I don't want to risk getting injured or hitting my foot some crazy way. And I've trained all this way. So just as a habit, just pay attention to, um, your, the comfort of your feet. And I'm not saying like, let's all wear tennis shoes all the time, but just be careful. Okay. Because, um, if not, you can kind of derail all the effort that you're going to put into training mind training, like not mind training. It sounds like a little, uh, mystical, but <laughs> mental toughness is very important as well. This process is going to be 80% mental and it is important to pay attention to what you're thinking about. There is such thing as telling yourself what you're going to think about, which, uh, some runners call it finding a mantra or a confession. Um, and just as a very easy, very basic example, um, when I ran Houston in January, I was, I want to say I was in mile 14, 15, and then there was, uh, a police lady cheering us and she was clapping her hands and she kept saying easy day, easy run. And I was like, 
yeah, that sounds good. Easy the easy run. And I kept telling that to myself until I finished, you know. Um, but in seasons before in this season as well, like I would tell myself just different things to convince myself to keep going because regardless of how well you train, the going does get tough. Like nobody's exempt from it. And you heard Nathan speak about the pain. Like it is a painful process at times. So you have to be prepared, um, in your mind to overcome those obstacles. Okay. Cause if you're negative, it is, is just not going to be fun at all. So my advice is to find something that works for you. Like tell yourself what you're going to think, you know, um, and it might be something funny, but it has to work for you because you, you're going to have to be speaking with yourself about that. Okay. Um, also, um, that's another thing that I do. Like I ask people, how does that work for you? Like, how do you train your mind to do it? I know for the past couple of years, well, actually, as long as I've been running marathons, I actually see myself finishing and receiving my medal. And it is something simple. Like I don't go into a crazy trance and do it. Like when I'm finishing all my runs, I'm like, how do I want to finish this run? How do I want to finish my marathon? I want to, I want my posture to be correct. I want to have, you know, just a joyful attitude. And I basically just see myself uh, getting the medal. So it's not as mystical or crazy as it seems. It's all about you convincing your mind that although the going is going to get tough, you're going to do it and you're going to finish somehow. So just pay attention to your mind. Um, I've said this to some of you before, but it is also my habit to stay away from people who are negative. Not everybody's going to be supportive of the fact that you're doing something that most of the population will never do. So just learn to just stay away from it. You know, negativity is going to come, but you don't have to embrace it. So just remember that you have a good support system. Runners understand runners. There are some runners that are negative. So sometimes you have to run a little faster or just slow down so you stay clear of them. But most folks, uh, such as myself and the loopers, we are super supportive. We're here for you and um, you're going to do just fine. Okay, so this is it from now, just to kind of give you a quick review, you now have a plan and in order to marry that plan, you have to put it in your schedule. So go ahead, enter your Saturday mileage in your schedule, your weekday runs, make a plan for cross training. It has to work for you. You don't have to do what works for me, but you do have to do something that works for you. Some, uh, the, some of this is trial and error. For example, um, I think in season one or two of training, I cross-trained by doing spin, and then I found out that was too much for me. So I had to do something that was a little less uh, impactful in my joints because I was already, you know, running a lot of miles. So I switched to something else like weights and then walking, you know. So find out something that works for you. Make that plan, okay? And then add all those dates in your schedule. Um, make it work for you. What happens if you have to miss a run? Um, you can make it up the day before, the day after, but the main thing is to just commit to the plan, okay? Because if you follow the plan, I guarantee you, you're going to finish well with no problem at all. I think next time we can speak about um, your pace, like what your goal should be for this whole thing. I mean, should you qualify for Boston? Should you qualify for 
like some crazy stuff should you run uh, ultra right after you finish i'm exaggerating as you know but we can speak about that and if you have any questions you let me know and we'll cover next time again congratulations and i'll see you next time